This week, we are proud and honored to bring you the 2023 Veterinary Technician of the Year Award winner, Sam Geiling. She's going to tell us all about the exciting work that she's currently doing, as well as her quite extraordinary journey this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, there are a few tough topics, but this is one of those episodes that I just get excited about because anytime we on The Veterinary Viewfinder can spotlight a little bit somebody that's doing extraordinary things in our profession, we love to take advantage of that. And this week, we have got a very special guest. In fact, she was just awarded the 2023 Veterinary Technician of the Year Award. Her name is Sam Geiling, and she is quite extraordinary, and I cannot wait to introduce you to her because her story is something else. But before we get into all of that, let's introduce ourselves. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, it sounds like you've got some dog situations going on in the background. What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm camped out in my living room office still. So uh, <laughs> when we don't record in the morning, they're wild because their dad's not here. So, you know, they're here to, they're here to support. And, they're excited. I'm excited because we've got Sam here. And um, I've known Sam since we were both baby techs. And we've both had um, really interesting journeys. So I'm really excited for her to, to talk about her journey and to tell us more about that. And then, you know, just to congratulate her and brag because she's won a very distinguished award. That's right. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Sam, let's just sort of set the table for the viewfinders out there. Right now, tell us where you are and what's your current job or responsibilities. I know you do a lot of things, but kind of give us the highlight of where you are today. And then I want to go back and discuss how you got there. Sure. So uh, my current role is chief of staff at Animal Policy Group. And uh, what I spend most of my days doing there is uh, helping the up-and-coming veterinary schools with their AVMA COE accreditation. Wow, that's a big job right there, Sam. I mean, because there's over 12 new veterinary schools in the pipeline, right? Yeah, we not all of them are working with us at APG, but um, but we got a handful and a little more than that. Right. And, and I think this is also kind of telling uh, viewfinders because she is a CVT and she's in a very important position because, I mean, Sam, being chief of staff at Animal Policy Group, I mean, you guys touch on so many facets and hot topics in the vet profession. I mean, I, I'm really proud of you as a vet tech to sort of ascend to that position. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a really uh, dynamic team and we we are definitely... Rocking and rolling at APG. We got a lot going on for sure. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I, I know I, I talk to Mark Cushing quite often. I mean, he, he and I serve on some boards together. I mean, he says that you guys constantly are monitoring state, local, national regulations, rules, what people are talking about in terms of laws regarding animal uh, animal care, animal animal industry, if you will. I mean, so I guess a lot of your day is kind of curating like what you need to be taking note of, I guess. Yep. Yep. So we follow um, everything legislatively that's related to kind of veterinary stuff, vet tech, um, animal welfare, pharmacy that can impact veterinary 
Uh, it's a lot. So um, we are definitely keeping tabs on on all things that can impact kind of the entire pet world legislatively. All right. So obviously, I think you're in a very important position. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why, you know, you were awarded the 2023 Veterinary Technician of the Year. But you've done so much. So maybe rewind. Uh, Becky mentioned that you guys were baby techs together. So take us back to that first job out of vet tech school and and kind of bring us forward to this this prominent position you are in today. Yeah, sure. So even before I went to vet tech school, I spent four years in the Navy. So I was on aircraft carriers out of Norfolk, Virginia, and I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do after that. Um, And I was researching schools and, you know, trying to figure out what my path was going to be. And do I want to go to vet school? Do I, you know, and I found a vet tech program in North Carolina and, um, I knew I was going to go live in that area. So uh, so I enrolled and Becky was a second year student when I was a first year student. So, um, so I've known her kind of since the beginning of my veterinary career. And after I graduated, I didn't really have any thing I, you know, wanted to do in particular or wanted to be. So one of my friends that I was in the Navy with she got out of the Navy, but her husband was still in and they were stationed in Hawaii. And she was like, I don't really love Hawaii. And I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> no, how can you say that? <laughs> I was like, you're from Cleveland. <laughs> like, how do you not love Hawaii? Um, so I just planned to go out there and hang out for a few months. And I was working at a pretty big for, for Hawaii standards, pretty big clinic and um, loving my job as a veterinary technician there. And then she and her husband left and, you know, I was still there loving it. And then they were talking about opening up a vet tech program. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to teach. Um, even one of our teachers, I, Mrs. Robinson, I talked to her while I was a student. I said, Mrs. Robinson, I want your job. I want to teach when you retire. <laughs> um, so I knew I wanted to teach for a long time, even when I was a student. And um, she said, go out and get some experience and come back and apply. But I ended up teaching in Hawaii for 13 and a half years. And while I was there, uh, I helped found the Hawaii Vet Tech Association. And I worked to get legislation passed for title protection for veterinary technicians. So uh, I kind of changed the game for the veterinary world in that state as far as the vet techs go. Um, And one thing that was really important to me while I was teaching is after we passed that legislation to make sure that students on every island or people wanting to work in the veterinary world on every island had access to the education. So we created a three-year hybrid program where students work minimum 20 hours a week for a veterinarian and then fly over to our campus for hands-on skills while they're doing all their lecture work online. So there's not that many vet tech programs that operate that way. Um, So I was really proud to make sure that the entire state had access to in-person training um, if they wanted it. 
So wow. yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> so you just came out of the gate uh, blazing. I mean, you know, Becky, I, I don't know what was in the water the couple of years <laughs> when you guys were in school, but there is a tremendous, you know, little cohort of leaders that came out of your program. How, how do you think that Mm-mm-mm. happened? Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think we had really strong, inspiring instructors who were involved. Um, Mrs. Robinson, who Sam mentioned, was the first veterinary technician to serve on the state veterinary medical board in the role of veterinary technician. Um, And so she kind of laid some groundwork that way. And we had other instructors who were pretty involved. So I think we had leadership from day one, like in school, and they had really strong guidance for students right. to be involved and get involved. And um, I think I think that's where some of that may have come from. I don't know, Sam, what you think about that, but I, I do think that's part of it. Wow. And you have mentorship. We talk about that a lot, viewfinders. And I think that that these two outstanding veterinary technicians are, are examples of the power of having a strong leader in front of you to inspire you. So Sam, you're now, you've you've kind of changed legislatively, you know, the, how, how vet techs operate in Hawaii. What happens next? <laughs> ah, now we conquer the entire country. Um, <laughs> we make sure, you know, every state has title protection. That's really what I want to see. So in my very first year teaching, I started um, in 2010, spring semester. So January of 2010, I started, uh, my. I taught my first class. And a student that was in that class, she, you know, contacted me a couple, it must be a year or two ago now. And she said, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just ready to be a doctor. I know that I can do the things that veterinarians do. I've been watching them all this time and I'm ready to do it. And I was like, awesome, go to vet school, do it. I was like, I, and then I said, I want to make sure that all of the vet techs in every state have title protection wow. and I'll race you. Wow. And this was so in what, 2010. The race is on. Wow. Yeah. Well, she, this is just recent. So the race is on. She's starting to go to vet school I assume she'll apply in the next year or two. She's still working on her prerequisites. And I want to make sure every state has title protection. So I said, I'll race you. Who can who can finish first? Me working in the states legislatively and you going to vet school. So it's a <laughs> it's a good it's a good, you know, goal to set as far as, you know, not just leaving it out for decades and decades as it's taken so long to get some of these states recognized. So I recently moved from Hawaii to my home state of Minnesota. And um, one of the techs here, Kim, she's been working on trying to get legislation passed for veteran technicians in Minnesota since 2006. Wow. I mean, how defeating is that, right? And she's still just every year, like this is our year, every year for so long. And she's just incredible to me. Well, Sam, what are the barriers, the obstacles in Minnesota? Because I think that probably, you know, is is similar to how many states operate. What 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 have been the you know the the reasons that you haven't gotten it passed since two thousand six? Um, you know, a lot of it's been resistance from the veterinarians, um, and they want to be able to hire who they want to hire to train what they want to train and not have to differentiate anybody. Um, and, you know, the veterinarians are on board now. Last year, we really thought it was going to be successful, but then there was one state legislator who chairs a committee and she refused to bring the bill to her committee so it couldn't even get off the ground. Right. And 
I mean, I know that's how legislation works, but honestly, it really shouldn't. It shouldn't just come down to one person deciding they're not going to even bring it to their committee for them to decide if if they agree, you know. Right. And we've seen that in North Carolina on a variety of topics, Becky, you know, where people just suddenly, you know, th- these bills just go off to committee and die. They're never and, and mm-hmm. they don't have to give rationale. You know, that's the other thing, Sam, that I've, I've often been very frustrated with how some some legislators work is nobody tells you why. <laughs> they just don't do anything with it. So that's that's frustrating. Now, is the reason that you moved to uh, work with Animal Policy Group, did you did you say, you know, look, I, I mean, I'm being serious. Like you said, look, I, I made a lot of change in Hawaii. I think that vet techs need title protection, a lot of other things around the country. Who does that? And is that how you got to work with Mark Cushing and others at Animal Policy Group? Yeah, I knew that I wanted to, you know, have a bigger platform and have more reach i also felt really isolated out in hawaii right i got a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. accomplished but you know i didn't get to go to the conferences and do the fun networking and um you know just have those connections it's easier i think that's always what i say about the pandemic that silver lining is you know the digital connections and virtual connections that we have i was thrilled with the amount of CE that was available virtually during those times um, because it was so expensive to be able to, you know, fly to any of the conferences. But but it's just not the same. You know, you need to be able to connect with people both virtually and in person. And the semesters can be really limiting that way. You know, I would have never, I just was at VMX where I saw you, Ernie, and uh, I would have never gone to VMX because... Right. You know, you're in week two of spring semester and it's like, okay, you guys read chapter four. I'll be back in a week. And, you know, from Hawaii, it's a full day of travel on either side. So, um, so yeah, I'm thrilled to be in my new position. And uh, I know that the impact will be far and wide, which is really exciting. Yeah. And that six hour uh, time change viewfinders is brutal. (laughs) So to fly from the East coast to Hawaii, uh, you know, it takes a couple of days just to get your head back on straight. Becky, you know, getting back to the, to the VNI and all those efforts, I mean, you've really worked within organized vet medicine and now you've got Sam who's taking a slightly different approach at this part of her career. You know, what advice do you have for those people out there, especially vet techs or young associate veterinarians who want to make change, you know, what about those two pathways? Go within organizations, go without. What what, what advice do you have, Becky? Do what works for you. I mean, (laughs) we don't all have the same um, journey. We don't all have the same um, passions and we don't all have the same opportunities. So, you know, if there is a way for you to get involved that sparks your passion and feels right, then go with it. And um, opportunities lead to more opportunities and, and it sounds so simple and cliche, but just start saying yes to the opportunities that come up in front of you to be involved. Um, I think being involved in your state association and your regional associations is so important. And I think for a lot of us, that's where the foundations of being involved on the higher level started, how we learned about nonprofit organization, how we learned about government associations and, um, And then I think the biggest thing is like Sam and I were just, I mean, it was yesterday, I swear, but you know, we were just people who were in school who wanted to be vet techs. We had no intentions. I I don't think Sam would say, um, and I know I did not have any intention in landing where I did in the veterinary profession. So 
Um, you never know where this journey can take you. Um, there's so much to do. So um, when we when we lose and have a high attrition rate of so many veterinary technicians who can't find a way that brings them joy, I hope that someone like Sam inspires them to find their joy in the profession and to to think about the things that they love and to put them together because that passion is is and the hard work. Don't let me take the hard work away. Sam works her literal. I, I can't. Im- I mean, she does so much. Um, you know, so it's not that it's not a ton of hard work, but also that passion, it, it shines through and it gets you these opportunities. So, um, I, I'm so proud to know her and I'm so proud of her journey and grateful for her journey. I'm grateful what she does to, um, be so competitive that she would race for accreditation. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I love that we have people like that in our industry and, and she, I hope inspires folks who just need that spark to remember what this industry is really about and where we're going. Yeah. And, and Sam, I just want to also applaud you. You know, I, I'm familiar with you, but I never really met you or spent any time with you until this past uh, VMX. And viewfinders, I got to tell you, you know, you meet these people that are just bursting with energy, high passion quotient. I mean, you know, Sam checks all the boxes. She's intelligent, articulate. She's really thoughtful and and sort of what she's tackling and how she's addressing these issues within the profession. So I think, I think guys, uh, we're lucky to have her. We really are. Sam, again, turning back to that advice, because people, you know, I think our job and, and, and certainly, you know, I know you've got a, a proven track record is to inspire the next generation of change makers. What, what do you say to that person, uh, that vet tech out there who's listening today? Maybe they're, uh, practice manager, who knows, right? But they're in a, in that capacity and, and they say things like, oh, it's just a drop in the bucket or, oh, my efforts won't help or, oh, I'm not able or equipped or credentialed to do that. What advice do you have for that person who says, you know, I couldn't do this? Hmm. Well, I think the most important thing is to take a step and realize for a second the difference between saying something you know, to your colleagues, or probably what we see more often is posting something on social media, like, I wish blah, 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 or why doesn't somebody fix this? And then the answer is, if you see the issue, then you, you can fix it. Any person, so I'm thinking legislatively speaking, right? So any person has the ability to meet with their legislator and introduce an idea I think for the veterinary technicians, uh, it's going to work best to go through the organizations, right through the Vet Tech Association, just because, you know, that's already an established route. And um, so I would say, you know, if you see something in your practice act or regulations, I've been even the last year really trying to tell people what even the difference is between those two things, right? Your practice act is the laws and has to go through the legislative process and the regulations are created by the veterinary boards, um, which are in theory, if the veterinarians agree with you, uh, are easier to change. The process is more simple at least. Um, And so, you know, any one of us has the ability to make the change that we want to see. You just maybe need to know, you know, how to find the information, who to contact, um, banding together with like-minded people can help. Um, but uh, I, no one's going to come and save us, 
right? <laughs> right, if, there's, right. <laughs> if there's something that we need to change, and it doesn't even have to be vet tech related, it could be anything in your state, or if it's a city related issue, right through your city council, like all of us as citizens have the ability to participate in the legislative process to make improvements in our lives. And that's what our elected officials want to do, right? In well, we we at least hope that's why they're there as public servants, right? To right. make sure that their constituents are heard and to make the improvements um that that we need to see. So so I would say, you know, if you are looking at a particular issue, then learn about it, learn what the process is to change it, build a network of people who agree with you and, and do it yourself. Gosh, I love that. And, and, you know, Becky, this is something I've heard you say, and certainly I've said, you know, for, for a long time. And the fact is that if you see a problem, you know, don't complain about it, seek to change it, seek to improve it. I mean, I think we all have that ability and power within us. And I think that if, if we just take that first step and, you know, you, you don't win all the battles, Sam and, and Becky, but, you know, you keep fighting the good fight as long as, long as possible. And, and I think that's really our obligation to our profession to leave it better than we found it. Becky, you know, obviously, you know, Sam has, has been awarded the 2023 Veterinary Technician of the Year Award. I mean, how does NAVTA go about selecting that? How does that process look? Well, so they're nominated. And I think that's the big, uh, I think it's just one of the things that really is meaningful, right? Because it's your colleagues see that you are doing things that are inspiring and that contribute to the association and to the overall betterment of the profession in general. so the board of directors selects the nominees that that are presented to us. So ultimately, the executive board um, de- determines the the final from the nominees. But um, I, I want to say we'd be remiss not to recognize everybody who ended up on this list right. because they're all pretty phenomenal in what they're doing. So along with Sam, Erin Henninger, Megan Harrington, who has been on the show... James, I think it's Mackie or McKay. Um, I'm sorry to butcher names. I wish I was better at, at phonetics. Beth Stark and um, Mandy Zacco. And Mandy Zacco uh, gets a special mention here because she's sort of Sam's partner in crime over at the Government Relations Committee. So it is um, with the assistance of Mandy that Sam um, and the Government Relations Committee has done so many incredible things over the last couple years um, with with just getting involved and getting technicians out there, getting um, letters of oppositions and letters of support to the state technician associations, um, which as a national board is so essential to what we do to uh, serve our, our, our members. And so um, Mandy and Sam are doing an amazing job. They both, along with everybody else, have a very deserving place on this list. Yeah, and and again, Sam, just once again, congratulations because you're in an you're have a great job. You know, a really important, impactful job. I mean, working with Animal Policy Group as their chief of staff. So, congratulations and well done. As we wrap up today's uh, conversation, Sam, what what are, what are the big issues for 2024 that you're tackling? You know, what are how can people help you? You know, for example, I mean, give us that sort of okay. You got this award. Congratulations. But I know you're on to the next thing. You're on to the next 10 things probably. But uh, tell us what's right in front of you and what are you working hard on for this year? Yeah, Becky, I want to thank you for mentioning the 
government relations committee and Mandy and and really the whole committee, right? We we work really hard to um, communicate with the vet tech associations and learn about what legislative initiatives they're interested in. And we're there to offer advice on the language that they're going to propose. We do um, help with letters of support or opposition, depending uh, on what's appropriate. And uh, over the fall, I offered a six-week legislative strategies workshop to, um, you know, just kind of show people what the process is. And I want to do that again. Uh, I just want to keep, I just want to keep teaching people that the state legislators are not scary people and that they're here for us. And we just need to tell them what we're trying to accomplish. So if I had a goal for 2024, it would really be to make sure that every veterinary technician who's interested in the legislative process to gain confidence, to know what to expect and to make sure that they're, you know, going into it with a plan. So that's really what I'm hoping to do. Yeah. And giving structure. And and again, you know, viewfinders, if you're out there in a local state or even you want to tackle a national issue, you want to tap into people like Sam and Becky and and the government legislative committee and all that kind of stuff, because they've got a process, right? They've got a a proven way of doing things. And and I'll tell you too, you know, um, as many of you have followed the the podcast and we have, my older daughter is in law school. And let me tell you the language, the phraseology, I mean, you know, you've got to get this right. And Sam, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you probably expressed the same frustrations that I've expressed over the years by poorly written legislative or regulations, right? And suddenly now the interpretation is completely different than the intent. So, you know, you got to do this right. I mean, so again, if there's that person listening today, how can they reach out to you, Sam, or to NAVTA or what's the next step for them? Uh, the easiest way is to email the, the sort of general NAVTA email. It's info at, at NAVTA.net. That's the easiest way. And then it will quickly get funneled to us. But yeah, I was thinking about your, uh, your mention of when we have poorly written uh, legislation. And the word that we always, the words we always say is unintended consequences. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we want to avoid. Becky, any final uh, questions or comments for Sam before we go? I know that everybody's got a lot going on and and Becky, I know you're still uh, in the throes of recovery, but you know, you're getting better every day. Yeah. I just think that if you get an opportunity to meet Sam, take that opportunity Say hello. She's a wonderful person to meet and um, definitely a mover and a shaker. And if you have um, if you, a need on a state level or as a technician level, that just organizationally, that's what we're here for as a national association. And then just more than anything, congratulations. And, and I hope that you truly step back and um, uh, recognize and appreciate value and feel the love from your profession and the recognition of all of your hard work. Yeah. Congratulations, oh. Sam. Congratulations. Thank yeah. Thank you both. Yes. It's um, a bit of a buzz, right? I feel a little high on it. So it's, um, I'm very honored. You should be. Well, Viewfinders, that is a, a brief glimpse into the extraordinary world of Sam Galing, CVT 2023 Veterinary Technician of the Year Award recipient. She is doing amazing things. She currently serves as the Chief of Staff for Animal Policy Group. 
She also serves on the NAFTA Government Legislative Committee, and she's doing a lot of things to make our world and veterinary medicine just a little bit better. So again, congratulations and thank you to Sam. Becky, if people have questions for you, for Sam, for NAFTA, for us at The Viewfinder, where can they reach us and where can they reach NAFTA maybe? Well, I think if you want that many, you should just go straight to our friends over at Vet Tech Cafe. They're the best <laughs> place uh, to contact anybody you need for anything. You can get us at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com and at veterinaryviewfinder on Facebook and Instagram. That's right. And we'll have links to Sam's sites and some of the things that she's working on uh, in the show notes. So if you missed it during the discussion, you can definitely go back and check it out. Sam Galing. 2023 Veterinary Technician of the Year. Thank you so much. Guys, have a great week. Be safe. We will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Excellent.